0: Welcome to the Lime Podcast. Lord Your Mercy Endures. Based on Psalm 136, 1. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. When my daughter Haley passed away in October of 2018, my world was turned upside down, and all I had was my faith to press into. Through my grief, God's mercy. And love has endured. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Lime. Lord, your mercy endures. I'm Aaron Kane, and today we'll be talking about loneliness and isolation in grief. Annika's gone to work, and Suzanne is out, running errands. I'm home alone, with just the animals here. The house is so quiet. It's these times that I feel extremely lonely, because I'm left with just my thoughts. Sometimes I will blare music. Other times I will read. But a lot of the times I just get lost in my thoughts. I think about Haley, her pain, her suffering. And I cry. I pray to God a lot that He will tell Haley that I love her, that I'm proud of her, and I ask God to give her a hug and a kiss from her dad here on earth. What is loneliness? As found on dictionary.com, loneliness is defined as affected with, characterized by, or causing a depressing feeling of being alone lonesome or lone solitary without company compassionless also standing apart isolated after the funeral after all the family has returned home from afar after everyone else has returned to their normal lives jobs continue school activities, even the ice cream truck still rolls around with its bells clanging. There is that moment that you are left alone with your grief, your pain, your thoughts, and that's when it starts to creep in, a feeling of loneliness and isolation. It feels like everyone has forgotten, and you are left alone holding this heavy weight of grief, trauma, and shock. It's an experience that cannot be fully understood by those who have never been there. Death, in our society, is very taboo to talk about, especially among men. Odd, right, considering, on average, 756 people die every day in Canada. Every day, month after month, year after year, and still death is shied away from as a topic of discussion. Perhaps this is because of the fear of death. Talking about it exposes our vulnerability and realization of how little control we actually have. It's a surrendering to God's sovereignty. Our days are numbered, and perhaps talking about this is uncomfortable for some especially when it comes to a child dying. Some people I know have lost friends after a death. We have experienced that as well. Many of the people we thought would be there for us simply were not. And many who we never expected to be there for us were and still are. We should not feel ashamed to talk about the loss of our loved ones. Men, we should be able to speak openly and honestly. We don't have to be Galahad, stoic and in our armor. Vulnerability is not a weakness. I encourage you, brothers and sisters, if you are friends with someone who has lost someone, reach out to them. Let them speak about their loss, their pain. Don't shy away from it. You may think you are doing them a favor by avoiding the elephant in the room, and you don't want to make them sad or upset them. Let me tell you from experience that we want to talk about it. We may sound like a broken record, but we need to talk about our loved one. I need to talk about Haley. She was a real person. She was a big part of my life for almost 18 years. At times, the silence can be deafening. You feel like you are broken and something is wrong with you. You are broken, and that's okay. We all have a different timeline, and we cannot compare ourselves with anyone else in all things, including our grief. We feel like we are alone. And no one seems to care, and your feelings play tricks on you, and that even God has abandoned you and is distant. Remember what God has said in Deuteronomy 31 9 The Lord is the one who will go before you, He will be with you, He will not leave you or abandon you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. I know the feelings of loneliness can become a circular pattern. You feel alone and abandoned, and then you get a phone call and an invite out, and you don't want to go because you feel awkward, and many around you do too. It hurts too much, and you have to decide if you have the energy to try and fit into everyday life again, when everything inside you is screaming to do anything but. So you don't go, because it takes so much energy. And then, the loneliness compounds itself, and you start the cycle all over again. I have experienced this cycle myself. Exodus 33.14 says, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Psalm 46, 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever present help in trouble. And Isaiah 43, 2 says, When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you how comforting is that hey everyone so right now i uh, we are waiting for the boats to come uh we're sitting in the car and the water's right in front of us i'll show you a view after and um yeah mom and annie just went for a walk to see if they can see anything coming because they can't see very far to the right which is where they're coming from um if we were on fort Ann we would be able to see and it. it would look really cool but um, we decided to park on the opposite side so that we can sit in the car because we're lazy. Um, we just ate supper, that was good. And yeah, there's people on either side of me with their windows open, so. Yeah, Um, I don't think we're gonna stay for the fireworks, but we'll let you know what else is going on, bye. As I watch some of these old videos of Haley and Annika, it is so bittersweet because I miss Haley's voice. I miss her deep infectious laugh. I miss watching Haley and Annika interacting with one another. I miss Being able to talk with Haley. Reading to her. Singing together at the top of our lungs. Hearing her play the piano. I'm so thankful for these videos. I miss you my bugaboo. Today. We love you and thank you for everything you do. Yeah. And you're the best father in the world that anybody could ever ask. For. And thanks for being crazy. Thanks for being you. Love Bye. you. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it feels we are so alone, but God is there for us. It reminds me of when I used to fly airplanes. One of the first things we were taught as pilots was to trust your instruments. No matter what your gut was telling you, your feelings can lead you off course and worse, straight into the ground. We need to fight the feelings, and trust in what is true to get us safely to our destination. How much more true is this with our loneliness after loss? Yes, even two years out. Your emotions can lead you off course with some dire results. We need to focus on what is right and what is true, and that is God's word. We need to lean on our faith, what we know to be true, where Haley is, and that someday we will see her again. Our emotions can easily drag us into despair, and we must fight that every day. That being said, it does not mean that we don't ever feel sad or lonely, because we absolutely do. It just means that we have to feel. That emotion with keeping the knowledge of our faith and hope in the forefront of our emotions. As I read through the book Grieving with Hope, some of the tips that the chapter on loneliness has for getting us through lonely times is to find a balance between time alone and time away with others. It is important to have solitude by times. To be able to be in your thoughts, to mourn, to cry. And sometimes you have to force yourself out the door to interact with others. We were made in the image of God. We were made to commune with one another. And COVID has expounded on the need for human interaction. We have all been isolated and sheltered from each other for so long. And people that haven't experienced grief have a small taste of what it can feel like to feel all alone. As restrictions lift, we start to interact again. And some people feel awkward about those first interactions. That is what it's like to be a grieving person. Those interactions are awkward. Do we mention Haley's name? Are we annoying people? We also have to realize that some of our relationships with our friends will change. Not everyone loses a child. Everybody at some point will experience death, but death is a very individual experience. Everybody grieves differently, and sometimes friendships will change. Because it is so personal. That's not to say that people cannot still be friends after the loss of a loved one. Many people will surround you and support you and surrounded us. But just like major events in time have created our calendars and we mark events in life the same way, it's just like the calendar that we use, B.C., was before Christ and then Jesus came and that was one of the most significant events in history and then we had AD in the year of our lord well i can tell you that in our calendar and relating and interacting with our friends there is before haley's death and after haley's death it was one of those events in our history It has completely changed the trajectory and fabric of time for our little family. Don't despair when relationships, friendships in particular, change. Remember you always have a friend in Jesus. God will never leave you nor forsake you. It's also important to maintain friendships with old friends. Keep up friendships with people who knew both you and your loved one. They can listen to you and tell stories and then share their own stories. And sometimes we need to make new friends. I know that through our grief journey, we have run into many parents who have lost children. In some ways, it is good to hear other parents and their stories. And they get exactly how you're feeling. This is a very exclusive club that nobody wants to be members of. So when you find a member of that club, you can very safely bear your soul to that person and they know exactly what you're going through. I remember meeting a couple who live actually fairly close to where we live. They had a daughter who passed 10 years before Haley in much the same way A different medical problem, but she slipped through the cracks as well. And sitting at their dining room table over a cup of coffee, they would finish our sentences because they walked that road before. They knew exactly the pain that we were going through. And it was great to talk with them. They are amazing people. And we're so thankful that God brought them into our lives that they were willing to open up and share and enter into our pain and suffering. I'll leave you with this word of encouragement found in Psalm 31.7. For you saw my affliction and knew the anguish of my soul. God will bear you up. He is just a prayer away and you can always find comfort reading his word in the Bible. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God. He has carried me for two years. I do encourage you, as men, to get uncomfortable. Enter in to a friend's pain. If only for a little while, you have the option to step back out after the cup of coffee. We, on the other hand, cannot. We will live with our grief for the rest of our lives. And God is there to dry every tear. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Lime. Lord, your mercy endures. Please join us on our next episode.